0: In today's episode, we talk about dentists, the world championships, and the new Colombian Pro-Continental Team Manzana Posto 1.
1: Think about a pipe cleaner
0: going into a nerve ending. What? Okay, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: what
0: are wait? <laughs> we are back. <laughs> we are back. Uh, we were in the middle of a conversation and I just hit record because I wanted this to be part of the podcast. This is the um, Spivino Cycling Podcast. Of course, I am the Skull Crusher. Uh, episode 143. Mike is here. Klaus is here. Natalia is here. And Mike asked a very awesome question that I thought this is perfect moment for me to hit record. Mike asked... What's the deal with a root canal? And now Klaus has had one. I've never had one. And Natalie's in the midst of one. So uh, <laughs> could, you, could you... Look. S- <laughs> All right, Klaus, go ahead.
1: I will say this. And if I get any of this wrong, because chances are, since this is a cycling podcast, there might be dentists that listen to this. And I will make no dentist cycling jokes. Do your thing. <laughs> make your money. Have fun. Mike. Yeah. Basically, they take... Imagine a little pipe cleaner on a drill that spins slowly. They shove that into your nerve endings to kill any remainder of the um, nerve ending into your roots. So if it's a molar, it has like four of them. They then cut a little pipe that they heat up, and it basically is like caulking. Again, I'm using very lame man's terms, lame man's terms, as I'll call it. Like a layperson's terminology, because I don't know what it's really called. They heat it up, and that expands and seals up those nerve endings. So, of course, they are actually drilling into your nerve ending. So if you're not fully numb in any way, that freaking pipe cleaner spinning in there, the, it's like a, it's the drill of death.
2: It's like Marathon Man.
1: Whatever. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but yes, it's like that.
2: Google Marathon Man on YouTube, (laughs) and you'll get a scene of Dustin Hoffman getting his teeth drilled by a Nazi doctor. (laughs) 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 I
1: I hope that for what I paid for my root canal, I got
2: better service. But (laughs) no, Nazi doctors are the best. Nazi dentists are the best. We're the best
0: ones. The best in Uh, business.
1: So (laughs) I had a root
2: canal on on a baby tooth, which in
1: retrospect I didn't need, and that was a nightmare because this was like mid '80s Columbia. It was so bad, and the dentist drill slipped and touched my tongue and cut it. Now things have advanced, but there's still a pipe cleaner involved.
0: Well, that's More just the thing. Like- that's exactly what I was saying. It really hasn't changed that much because since the 80s in Colombia, getting drilled is the exact same drill, basically, that my dentist used on me today. And that's the reason listeners that we're talking about this is because I went to the dentist today and had a horrible experience. It's the exact same freaking thing. And actually, the lady asked me, have you had a bad experience with a dentist before? Is that why you're so nervous? And I was like, yeah, every single experience that I've ever had with a dentist has been bad because it hurts so much. And she said, is there a they specific thing that you're gas. scared of? And then I said, I remember when I was a little kid, my brother was, and then the, the drill slipped and he, like, cut his tongue. And the lady's like, but oh, that would thing. never happen nowadays.
1: Number one, ask for more numbing and get the laughing gas. <laughs>
0: Natalia has some of that already. I would like
2: the laughing gas for this podcast.
1: <laughs> well, I oh, have it on. I
0: have that. it on right now. So. Oh yes, Natalia. I had to have
1: it
0: once. Oh man, I'm telling you, dude, going to the dentist is terrible. And then Klaus just told me that apparently my family, our family, has a genetic predisposition to anesthesia not working on us. The numbing thing doesn't you're, work, and that's why it hurts every freaking time. Immune. I mean, I'm immune to friggin' thingy. What if I would have woken up halfway through like my jaw surgery or my ankle surgery or something? My goodness gracious.
1: Yeah. So I just found there's an article in the New York Times from 2009 called The Pain of Being a Redhead.
0: There you go. That's it.
1: And it's about Novocaine and the and pain blockers and blah, 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 and being a redhead, which we have as a recessive. Gene
0: we had no, I had no idea about this. I'm going to tell my dentist next time I go. Be like, oh, dude, yeah, by the way, uh, there's that recessive gene, gene you know, the, with the redheads. And, the, and he's going to look at me like, what the hell is your problem, you freaking pussy? Get lying down there and I'm going to get drilling. He's going to laugh there's at There's a then.
1: lot of information about it on the website howtobearedhead.com.
0: But I don't need to <laughs> know.
1: <laughs> which I didn't know was a website that existed. I thought you just were. But, but you know, I
3: have, to, I have to give it to the dentist here in the U.S. They are more humane. Humane, let's say, because back in Colombia, the dentists that I use, they will never give you anesthesia. Only yeah, if they had to do like freaking surgery, like taking your this uh, is the, true. The, the back teeth from your mouth, whatever. Back in the, the of teeth, oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, that was the only thing that I got anesthesia, like the drilling for the feelings and all that stuff. How far Forget back? it. No anesthesia. No anesthesia. How far back? I'm the, talking two thousands. The guy oh, really? refused to use anesthesia. Yeah.
1: You, I think you had a crazy dentist. Although I do have to say, the molar that I chipped was just when I was in Colombia, whatever, a month or whatever ago. And my mom was like, "Why do not you just go to the dentist here?" And I was like, "No." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's- I had my braces put on there. There's great dentists or whatever. I was just like,
0: and there's a lot of things. They yeah. They
3: are not afraid to inflict pain on you.
0: That's yeah. One. No. So definitely. I'm and it hear-
3: sounds
1: super anti Colombian. But you know what I told my mom? What? I said, "Can I please go to my Harvard trained dentist back in
0: the US?" <laughs> <laughs> At the same just, time, however, listen, <laughs> when I got my when, when I got my eyes operated on, like where they had to basically cut my eyeballs open and shit, I got that shit done in Colombia. There's no way I would have let an American surgeon touch my eyes. No way. So I flew over there for that. And think about Plastic surgeries, they're a thousand times better and safer in Colombia than they're here. It, it all depends. In Colombia, if you want to be a dentist, you're just any old random asshole. I'm going to become a dentist. Who cares? But in Colombia, only like super, super, super cream of the crop guys end up being surgeons and eyeball surgeons like the doctor that operated on me. That, that operation is art. I, have, I had stitches in my eyeballs. It's it is absolute. I mean, it's oh, worth a lot. So
3: you're funny. saying that you're a walking masterpiece now? I
0: no Seems no no. So. What he did? What he? I'm what the go doctor did? And
2: say that he did that
1: wrong. What no, doctor Galvez. You
0: know,
3: the really funny thing
1: is, you've heard of tennis elbow, right? Yeah. yeah. Surely. You know what my brother had? They because I, I actually asked around. They actually referred to a surfer's eye. Yeah. What? What is that? Surfer's eye. <laughs>
0: It's a condition that uh, you basically grow um, scar tissue on your eyeball um, because of wind, uh, exposure to the sun. Um, there's there's a couple of other, other factors. There has to be a little bit of a genetic predisposition for it as well. And, um, so when, when when I got my, basically you start to feel it in your eyeball and then awesome that we're going from dentist talk to eyeball test talk, but I know it's super gross, but, um, uh, basically started irritating my eyes. A doctor in New York when I was still living in Brooklyn saw it and was like, listen, what you have is called pterygium and it's this and this and this and this. And I was like, Oh yeah, I know my dad had that. He goes, all right, well you're going to have to get it operated. And I tell you right now, do not get the operation here in the United States. People don't know what the hell they're doing when it comes to that. So, Whatever, I flew back to Colombia, and they basically remove the, the 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 scar tissue from your eyeball, and then they grab a little bit of skin from the back of your eyeball, like a little bit of the yeah of the yeah the skin, and then they roll it onto the front of the eyeball where they took the the, the scar tissue out, and then you, like sew on a tiny little patch, a tiny 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 little patch. This thing was maybe uh, five millimeters by five millimeters on each eyeball, and. Then they remove the stitches a couple of days later, which is way more painful than the surgery. You have to be fully awake for the surgery. Um, it's crazy. It's insane. One of the most insane like like happenings in my life. Surfer's okay. eye. Surfer's eye. And I can tell you too. Also, Pete Burns died from Dead or Alive. Finally resolving the question: Dead or Alive? Dead.
1: Dead. Did he die of surfer's eye? <laughs>
0: No, he died of crazy weird in
2: actually, surgery. In yeah, surface eye surgery he died.
0: I don't oh know I don't know what he died of honestly, but I mean the last 10 years of his life there was something going on in that dude's head, right? I mean those crazy surgeries that he got done and all that stuff, right? He, he was he looked like a muppet at the end, like a weird like so anyway, I don't know, whatever. He produced a ton of really good really good music that I did not get laid to in the 80s, but I wanted to. <laughs> But I just, it wasn't happening in the 80s for me. Um, so, whatever. Rest in peace, Pete Burns. And I hope you find happiness up there. Because down here, you obviously did not have it. So, anyway. We have been gone for two weeks.
1: Oh, speaking of surgeries, actually. He, oh, oh, remember, okay. he, like, sued... Doctors and had horrible things. His lips blew up and stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I, I don't know that he. I, I think that that's the look that he was going for, though. I no, think no, that,
1: but I mean, terrible things went wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know. I
0: remember hard. his lips exploded and there was like flaming lips that were a lot yeah. of jokes. But
2: I want your mouth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <want your> <laughs> <laughs> that's my very uninspired.
3: Klaus, are you using your happy gas?
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. sorry. Um, Anyway, so we've been gone for two weeks because life happens and we all actually have lives, which is interesting. Last week, right after the world championships, none of us could actually like, we couldn't do it for the first time, I think ever. I couldn't even get like two of you guys at the same time. I was obviously out of town as well. And then like it was like Natalia was out of town and Mike was, I don't know, busy having a life. So anyway, so the world championships happened. I
1: have to say whenever Mike is busy, he's like a mover and a shaker. And it's like, Mike, what are you doing? It's like, well, I'm hanging out with the guys from Def Leppard. And I know.
0: Then like- I know. I don't know if we're allowed to say what you were doing one of the days, Mike. But it was kind of like basically the the, the equivalent of like not even Def Leppard, but, oh, I don't know. Serena Williams wanted me to introduce her to uh, uh, Taylor Swift. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's what that's the equivalent of what he, of like what if Mike I'm was busy. Doing.
1: It's never something that interesting as what Mike is always involved in. It's always good stuff, Mike.
0: Thank you.
3: <laughs> but I'm not going to tell you. Oh,
0: I no, he's not gonna. You so. But, the, <laughs> but don't, you think that, don't you think that <laughs> Serena Williams, don't you think that the Serena Williams, Taylor Swift uh, kind of, you know, no, no, was that yeah. not? I mean, it, is, it was. You were like, you are asked by some very VIPs to like show some other VIPs the VIPs and the I don't know interesting but anyway yeah. whichever way we had the world championships which I was lucky enough to actually be able to see with Klaus I was with, with him when we when we watched them and we both
3: can I, can I provide my disclaimer at some point
0: uh, what what's your disclaimer.
1: But don't say you haven't seen the race and you are not want to hear spoilers. <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> okay. the disclaimer
3: is that I went kind of into a black hole, right in after the world championship race finished. Are you okay? That Sunday. Did you into the black hole. No, no, no. Like black hole meaning that I kind of disconnected from the world, so I oh. don't know what happened last week. I don't think this I. Is close. I think I told you guys that I'm not sure. Did I dream it or? Like, <laughs> Did what I just think ha- did what I just think happened happened. I don't know. So it's one of those things when I just came back and I'm reconnecting with civilization right now. So
1: but, but you know who won.
3: Yeah, I think I him. saw Sagan crossing the line, but it was so freaking early in the morning and I was in the midst of traveling and stuff that now I'm not so sure. Did it happen? Should I go back and look I, at it? You the know what? I don't know. I, don't know. I saw again. the same
0: thing. <laughs> I saw the same thing and I was so upset. That I haven't even looked at anything cycling related since, so.
3: Oh, so you're in denial I now. Okay.
0: Yeah, I guess you can call it denial. So. I, mean, I, don't, I don't care. I mean, you listen, whatever. Fuck them. I don't. What the fuck's the difference? Who gives a shit? Do
2: you I, think he won fair and square?
0: I don't. I don't. I mean, yeah, I guess. Was Was there any kind of talk about the sprint not being fair?
2: No, I mean, just do you think that that was a legitimate? Like everyone was racing it at their capacity.
0: Well, I mean, you know, you, you, you never know. Uh, I, I really don't think that there was any kind of funny business uh, of the Lance Armstrong variety. I really don't think there was any funny business of the motors in the bikes. I don't think it didn't look like, I mean, it looked like the, the, the sprint was very, very fair. Um, so, no, is he the legitimate world champion? I, yeah, absolutely. I believe he did. did. he deserve it? Absolutely, he did. There's no, there's no doubt. I mean, he is an amazing cyclist. Uh he's um, very, very talented. Uh I just I just happen not to like him. I, that's that's all. I mean there's plenty of people out Look, there that are very that are very they, good at what they do. I just don't like.
3: The upside of this is that we can't pretend Doha never happened, right? This nothing is true. changed. He keeps
0: nothing me, exactly. He keeps riding with the with the rainbow jersey.
3: Just was just a bad dream.
0: I like you know? I don't. I like that. I like looking at it that way. Yeah, and in a way, Doha never really happened because the race was actually not that exciting. Was it? No.
3: I don't think so. I think the only excitement I saw was in the junior race. That Uh, was a good race to watch. I didn't see that.
0: Uh, I saw the women's and I saw the the
3: junior. No, when the Danish guy attacked with the partner. Right. At, yeah, that was good. That was a very, very good race. I think that was the most exciting of them all, including the, the women's. I uh, I was a little disappointed with the women's, too, because they it was kind of boring. And then the Dutch, of course, tried to light it up, but it was just too late in the race. So for me, the best one was the men junior race.
1: I do have to say, I mean, you can have a similar outcome and still make it a race that favors sprinters or sprinter-ish types and have a few rises and a few little, you know, Richmond is a good example, though maybe Richmond was even too hard for pure sprinters, clearly. But it would have been great if with all that money that they have, they would have just, in Doha, just made a couple little mounds,
0: like why not? I it is. I mean, the 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 finish wasn't totally flat either. Definitely there was there was, no, there was a little last, rise, like, but you know what I mean? Just like a little so hill or...
1: that they have to do over and over. I don't know, just something to break it up. But maybe that was a plan along of having a something that suited suited sprinter, so you could have Sagan and Cavendish fighting it out, and maybe that's what exactly what they got. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, in case in case you don't remember, and I'm sure you guys don't, but in case the listeners don't remember, <laughs> Natalia had picked Vanavermat. Mike had pre- Cavendish, Klaus Gaviria, and me Cavendish. So, Mike and I were the closest.
1: I uh, – so many what-ifs. But I think if the Colombians had made the split, considering <laughs> Gaviria, which was already a big if, right? But, yeah. And Gaviria crashed too, but I'm
2: just saying like – What? What? Oh, he had a crash. I know. Because he, yeah. he always crashes. That's my joke. He
1: always crashes. <laughs> he didn't crash in San Remo. <laughs> He got taken out by a wheel. Uh-uh. <laughs> I'm just saying he probably could have freaking won. So I mean, I guess these are all signs of inexperience, right? Things that will get fixed with time. It's just it's frustrating as a fan to have someone be so good so early and already realize like he's potentially missing opportunities. Easy for me to say.
2: I just invented but... something, Klaus. I hate to interrupt you. What? I'm gonna forget it. So, if, whenever you see, when so when you see Gaviria coming up in the ranks and you look back in history, you can put a little crash to risk.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh, God, that is terrible, dude.
1: Burn. That's on. bad, Mike. Yeah, got, is this going to be like how white American people love making Euskatel, Euskadi jokes to this day? <laughs> like, the team doesn't even exist. And they're like, who crashed? Who said Euskatel? I'm like, they
3: haven't been a team for like four years.
0: More like six or seven years.
3: Klaus, we yes. to work in our sensitivity. Yes. We are way too sensible for this type of thing.
0: Yes. It's, it's not good. It's way. not good. But, you know, actually, Klaus, you reminded me of something. Uh, somebody that is so young and just so good, so much potential in doing, like, silly things because they don't know yet. As a fan, you want – they're like – the potential is there. The, the talent is there. Why can't they just win? Um this kid uh max verstappen the the formula 1 driver started driving when he was 17 in the us grand prix in austin this weekend he the <laughs> best mistake ever he was like going all out and all of a sudden he radios his team He's like oh man i'm in the pit lane he went into the pits oh, to change no, by tires mistake. but completely that the team had no idea he was, they're all running around like headless chickens grabbing tires right? <laughs>
1: Was I mean, that's ass. almost a Gaviria goal, not quite, but it's just normally your skills don't come that fast, so you have time to develop that stuff, you know? Like, yeah. he was mostly racing on the track a year and a half ago.
0: Yeah, no, 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 no. I, I know exactly what you mean. Well, I mean, there was other problems with Gaviria's World Championship. His team was not good. Colombia did not have a good team for those conditions, for that race. There was no way that he, somebody like that, with his limited experience could not have made that those breaks by himself when the the wind the speed and you also need somebody to like know how to position yourself he doesn't know how to do that stuff and there was nobody in the Colombian team that could have helped him with that except maybe Rigoberto Urán but it's not it's not you know
1: what the thing is like even if Colombians don't have that kind of experience they didn't even send people for all the slots they had and this is something that Natalia and my brother surely know, and Mike, you probably haven't heard this. The president of the Colombian Federation said that the people who went to the world championships were the people who deserve to go and that you don't go to the world championships to learn. It's not a learning opportunity, which is already insane because, for example, U23s that have never barely raced against like, top talent from Europe, this is their only chance to do it, and the Federation is saying no. And they're saying to someone like Avidia, who's young, who is learning, he needs to learn these things. And clearly he has the legs to do things with that knowledge. And the Federation is saying, it's not time to learn. Uh-oh. This is the Colombian Crash and Learn program.
0: <laughs> the Colombian National Anthem.
1: <laughs> That's the thing. I mean, you have to learn. You have to take those opportunities. And But they didn't even give them all the writer's you know, that um, that they had. I, what was it? They could have had nine and sent
0: seven? Something like that. No, they could have had seven and sent six, I think, something like that. Well, whichever way. The Federation in Colombia are a bunch of crooked fucking pieces of shit, and they kept a bunch of the money. They flew a bunch of VIPs as guests of the Federation, but they did. They said they don't have enough money to fly any U-23s, an extra guy for the team, you know, whatever. So but you know
1: who was just showing to- the, the VIPs around? Who? Mike. Mike. Yeah, of course. That's where he was, probably. Mike, Mike,
0: Mike actually was flown to Doha by the Colombian Federation.
1: They're to like show a, a bunch of
2: dentists around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what was the controversy between Alexander Kristoff and Edvald
0: Wassenhagen. I don't know. Was there controversy? Tell me about this. Yeah,
2: he said yeah. he was mad at him. Yeah. He
0: Ooh, was nice. Wait, who's, who's mad at who?
2: Uh, Bozenhagen was supposed yeah. to be racing for Kristoff and apparently at the last minute he decided, like literal last 60 seconds, he decided to race for himself and Kristoff was like, where are you going? I'm Ooh. supposed to be
0: following you. Whoops. Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised that that doesn't happen more. Right, obviously. I mean right. we've discussed Here, this a I have a time. quote if you guys want to hear it. Oh, please, please, please. Love quotes.
1: Um, honestly, I don't know what happened. For sure, he saw me because he looked back and saw me on his wheel and then he just didn't react. He was just waiting and waiting. I was in the wheel with Edwell with 500 meters to go, and I was really thinking that he should move. But unfortunately for me, he was waiting and waiting. And then he was sprinting for himself. I was on the way to pass him, but then he went out also. So then we lost. So then I lost my rhythm, and I was never really in a position to win. I was pretty pissed at the finish line because he could have got he could he could have given me a perfect lead out. But in the end, he we finished sixth and seventh. That's nothing to come home with. Well, just as Gaviria, that's pretty good. But
0: yeah, I <laughs> actually, you know what? I prefer Gaviria not even being in the, not even finishing than finishing fifth or sixth. How is that? Who wants that? Any, I mean,
3: any of you know what happened to Gaviria? How bad was the injury? The no, I don't know if he's really injured. I think he
0: just yeah, I didn't hear there was any injury. I thought he just
3: because that. That was like, ouch, moment for me when I saw him. Who was the guy that he collided with? Dur- Dur- I don't Bridge? know. Durbridge? It was an Australian guy, right?
0: Yeah. He yeah like...
3: I'm also surprised that he and not uh, fall from his bike. I was kind of... <laughs> okay, I'm going to give Mike impressive.
1: credit because I just looked up Fernando Gaviria crash. The first thing that comes up is Gaviria in tears in late Milan San Remo crash. Second story is Gaviria and Contreras abandoned Tour de San Luis after stage five crash. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so okay, I'm just reporting the facts. I'm not I'm not making this. Yeah. Stuff up. Are you saying that we're in the no spin zone? <laughs>
1: Mike
0: is fair and balanced. Yes, very fair and balanced. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Hey, Mike, completely, completely unrelated. I love the fact that it's completely unrelated, but I just thought about this. What do you think about the World Series, huh? Cubs-Indians. Oh, yeah, epic. Right? Crazy. Epic. i was I'm wha- so
1: torn because I would love for the Indians to win, but poor Cubs.
2: No, fuck they fuck the deserve Cubs. It. And, of course, I Here, say as an know outsider. Why, I'm you know not a big fan. You know why it's easy to root against the Indians? They have such a racist mask <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, and believe right. me, my wife is from Cleveland, and she always
1: points out, she's like, it's not even a normal depiction, a normal racist depiction.
0: Like the, <laughs> like the Redskins, Redskins or something, football. yeah.
1: She's like, holy Christ, they really went over the top on that one. Yeah, yeah but it's actually...
0: But that's supposed lot. to be... No, that's supposed to be... Uh, a caricature of an actual player that used to play know, with them they, that but was Native that, American. Remember,
1: but the Redskins have tried to play that game. I don't believe any of it.
0: It doesn't really matter. Listen, when it comes down to it, Cubs fans over the last five, six years have turned into such dicks. They just think they're better than everybody. It's Ugh. Oh, God. So I want the Indians to win. Anyway, uh, not well, here, nor there. To be
1: fair, if you spent any time in the – what's the neighborhood around Wrigley Field? Wrigleyville, Right. Is that what what the hell's the neighborhood?
0: I don't know what it's called.
1: Whatever. Yes, yeah, Wrigleyville. Um, they've always been terrible, Just annoying terrible
0: people. people.
1: I'll say that. Yeah. I think it's a longstanding
0: tradition. But <laughs> Being on, an for Bill Murray, for Bill Murray, he's a big fan yeah. of deserves. Oh, he's a big Murray. He's a fan of the Cubs?
2: Yeah. Oh. Yeah, huge. And yeah, your dude, buddy Eddie Vedder.
0: for the uh, for the movie. <laughs> For the movie Major League alone the Indians deserve to win the World Series.
1: They didn't take so right. it's oh, such a Wait, Eddie Vedder is a Cubs fan? Oh yeah. he's like from Hawaii originally or something.
3: Oh yeah. Uh, he looks he looks very Hawaiian. <laughs> no, where is he from? Where is he
1: from? San Diego or something? Hold on, I'm looking. I'm fact checking. Oh, oh no, I'm so wrong. He's from Evanston, Illinois. That oh. explains.
0: Oh wow, there you go evanston Illinois. wow 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 Wow! okay yeah i'm sorry i i stopped uh cycling talk to have a little bit of baseball talk just because it happened you know just recently
3: because history is being made right yes in baseball
2: okay anyone, anyone watch the japan cup
0: no i did i have not watched a single second of writing but now that you bring that up though um, there is quite, I mean, I think, ah, oh, World Championships, we're done. No. After the World Championships, the Abu Dhabi Tour, of course, and the Tour of Hainan, then the Chrono of the Nations, then the Japan Cup, then the Vuelta Guatemala. The, these are all UCI races, by the way. But the, the Japan tour
2: Cup of... is like Battle of the Network stars. Like, it's kind of... <laughs>
0: <laughs> Most of these remember? are ridiculous, though. You
2: guys remember that?
0: Yeah, of course. <laughs> but,
1: I mean, it's not quite a post-tour criterium pretty close yeah. but it's it's a free trip to japan
0: <laughs> which man i mean there
1: has to be appearance fees for everyone right has yeah. to be David Wait, is there.
3: this sorry is this the race when they show up wearing kimonos and samurai swords
0: and they, that sort of thing they've had yes. that before yeah
2: which Team is guy did the fat suit the sumo suit uh promo yeah, yeah. <laughs> it seems very racist but the japanese put it on so they
0: yeah, I I mean, Japanese people have no problem putting themselves down in order to make themselves look better, if you know what I mean. It's really weird. But free, tri- free trip to Japan, I would take it in a second. But basically, my point earlier was that there's probably about 20, Not all right, maybe 12, 15 races still to go in the UCI calendar before the end of, I mean, there's... How many? Uh, okay, so after is Abu Dhabi, Hainan, Chrono the Nations, Japan Cup, Vuelta Guatemala, Shara Tour in the United Arab Emirates, uh, Tour de Faso in Burkina Faso, the UAE are, is Cup. That back?
2: Wait a minute. Yeah. Whoa,
0: whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, October 28th through, October, through November 6th. I love
2: that race. Yeah,
0: there you go. It's back. Uh, Yagtang Coastal Wetlands in China. Where are you the, seeing the this? Tour of Taihu Lake. In China, the Tour of Okinawa in Japan, the Tour of Rwanda. Oh, up. they're all 2.1s, 1.2s, and 2.2s. But, I mean, they're still UCI races. The last one is the Vuelta Ciclista Internacional a Costa Rica. It's a 2.2 race, and it ends Christmas Day. And that's the last yeah. UCI race of the year. That's crazy bananas. You think, you think racing is done? You think cycling is done for the year? No, it's not, lady. I'll see you in Tour of Rwanda.
3: Well, that's so odd because I'm done.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because women's cycling ends in July. It, it starts in June oh. and then ends in July. Oh, <laughs> it's only like six races. Great. I know, it's sad. Great. But you know,
3: they put up the new calendar and freaking ASO asshole, is bullying everybody. I got so pissed off. They always do because that. They are It is just insane. I was just checking this before we recorded the podcast because there was the only piece of information that I wanted to get. I don't know if you guys were thinking about talking about uh, uh, the Tour de France route. Uh, Oh, the Giro route. uh, I wanted to see what Mm -hmm. happened with the women's uh, route because there was a lot of expectation of them finally having a, a kind of a stage race of maybe two or three days of race because the german race that i don't know how to pronounce it is called hand Rund something rundfahrt
0: can you is please pronounce the
3: whole name of the race thank Rundf- you so the german Rundfart. race rundfahrt
0: <laughs> okay rund Rund means around and fahrt means to drive or to or, ride so basically or yeah rundfahrt means tour yeah
1: or just say rundfahrt
0: or say rundfahrt Okay, wait, 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 wait. When a Roomba farts, does it fart like little dust? (laughs) Of course, Uh, it comes out.
2: (laughs) That's how it keeps itself in business.
3: (laughs) Klaus, do you dream with Roombas and farts? Of course. There's a lot of that in some conversations. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's a freaking (laughs) obsession. (laughs) Blade Runner.
1: (laughs) I told you my dream, which I finally got to come true, was to ask a professional if, when they fart while they're racing if they pretend (laughs) that it makes them go faster.
3: Marginal gains, what do you... That's right, of course. It has propulsion powers, sure. Okay, so, yeah, you get to get some power on it so you get more propulsion there. Okay, so they ask these race organizers to move their racing days because the Tour de France organization needed them to do so, so they could accommodate uh, the women's race. So that's when all the rumors started going. They're like, oh my gosh, finally, we're going to have some decent stage racing. Maybe they are going to include some decent hills. And finally, we're going to have women racing in mountains in a race other than the uh, Giro Rosa. Rosa, And then the organizers, the German organizers, of course, were super, super upset because the change was announced to them, or they were
0: were asked to move
3: them the week before the announcement of the calendar was going to be public. And these people were already ready to celebrate, I think it's the 10th anniversary or something like that. And they were, like, it takes a lot of sponsorship commitment and the local uh, government or whatever, and they have everybody on board for, the initial dates, and then they were asked to move those dates to accommodate uh, the request from the from the Tour de France. And I just checked, and turns out that no, 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 it's not going to be uh, more than one day, and it's not going to be La Course in the Champs Elysees. They moved it one day before, I think when it ends on the hill climb that the men do but guess what it's only going to be like 65 kilometers long and that's it there is no more racing days it's only one and yeah sure they are going to go up a hill but it's going to be 65 kilometers only i'm like seriously wow.
0: 65 <laughs>
3: they wow. and the last
1: day so at least make it two
3: yeah, I was thinking that. Why don't have the hill climb and then finish as they usually do with the yeah, glorified really? criterium in the, Champ the Champs-Élysées? No, no, it's just going to be at the hill. I want to see what type of TV coverage are we going to have because at see? least with the glorified criterium, we had decent TV coverage. There were a lot of people there. I don't know if that's going to be the same. And now it's still one day, but okay, people, we give you a tougher of course, they are going to go up a hill.
0: Yeah, but listen, yeah. I think, yes. no, no, I'm going to tell you something. I'm sorry to tell you this, Natalia, but I think that makes sense because it's going to be tougher. And so it should be shorter because, you know, they're just women. Oh,
2: man, I'm like,
0: okay, fine.
2: <laughs> and it's going to be you? combined with a local bike are shop. You? Are you?
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: There's going to be a bake sale you? at the end.
3: Yes, I mean, <laughs> I don't Did like... Did 65K? Everybody.
0: Well, it's a 60, it has to be shorter because all the girls need to get back home to make dinner for their husbands. Oh, <laughs> Lord.
3: Seriously. Seriously. Ah. It's like, it's one of those things. like, you know what? Thanks for nothing. Freaking UCI and ASO. Yeah. yeah.
0: I don't and know. But guys, wait, so like, so this Natalia.
3: Race, this German race is something that has been going on since... Not even women's cycling was popular. You know, like these are the grassroots, let's say, yeah. for women's cycling. Yeah. Why they don't get the respect they deserve? They, there is women cycling thanks to these little organizers. You know, they they have been doing it even without getting the exposure that these big organizers get, and they now get to be bullied by these of guys that are maybe realizing, like, yeah, maybe we can do something with it. But them. here's the thing, so though. I'm I like, mean, ah, let's
0: be honest. So there's there's two things. There's two things that we have to be honest with ourselves about. Number one, the Aso doesn't give a shit about women's cycling. It's very obvious because if they did, they have the power and the money to be able to do a kick ass race. I mean, it's, it's, I, I mean, I think it's a fact. I
3: agree with you, I agree with it's you. It's an so absolute sometimes fact. Sometimes I wonder, it's like, you know what? Thanks for nothing, just stop. But the problem with that is that the freaking assholes do have a lot of uh, coverage for the races. Oh, do, and course. because
0: of that, so they have, that, have a that lot helps, of power. I guess,
3: but oh my gosh, it's like, ah.
0: No, 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 so no, absolutely. Everything
3: done, you're like... These th- things like this, like you know, I'm, I'm done with this shit. I mean, what do I even bother with? It's like, it's, it feels like we're going backwards, not going forward. Forwards. So it's I... just a shame. It's just a shame. Although I have to tell you, I'm very happy with the World uh, Championships podium.
0: The... so Oh, yeah. I actually said Kristen Ville was going to be.
3: And was uh, we I mean, have she a favorite for the podcast that I'm going to follow next uh, season. And it's the Finnish. It's uh, Lota Pisto.
0: She has a great she, first name, by the way.
3: I she mean, had a great season, and is a favorite for the po- podcast because the one of the listeners is a is a fan of hers. He oh, was really? actually the the guy that won the Vuelta España velo game. Oh really? League. Yeah, he is he, is, he is so.
0: I, think I, people... I, I uh,
3: We had an exchange of information, and he told me like, ah, by the way, thank you for your info on women cycling. I'm uh, rooting for uh, Lota Le Pisto. So I, I started, I usually pay attention to the young ones coming up, mm-hmm. but yeah, so she uh, hopefully she will have a, a great season. So she is now on the podcast radar. So there Good. you go. You have to win a Velo game if you want us to pay attention to, to, your, your, to your favorite to female. <laughs>
0: yeah, you I, <laughs> I can tell you this. I love people from Finland because they're usually very nice, but also because their names are just awesome. Their first names are just, just out of this world. And they speak know, a language that cool is so weird. It sounds really nice. Yeah. I love it, I love it, I love it. Um, So, something else that I wanted to talk to you guys about is... uh, So, Colombians, we have a reason to celebrate, though, now, right? Because we have uh, a continental team again. A pro-continental team, once again. So... Yeah, Manzana-Postobon is actually now a team that has actually jumped up one, finally. So Manzana-Postobon is a team that was born out of the remains of what used to be Colombia's Pasión, I don't know, shit, eight years back now. The team that Quintana came out of, the team that uh, Esteban Chavez came out of, the team that uh, Tapuma came out of. So this team... um, have the loudest kits in the world. And here's the thing, though, too. I think we're going to have a lot of issues with this. The, the name of the team is Manzana Postobon, right? Manzana means apple. Postobon is the name of the soda company that sponsors the thing. Manzana is one of their flavors. So I think that it's going to be a lot of people calling the team just Manzana. The Manzana team is here, and that just means apple. It's, you know, I have, I have a, to
3: say, they are, just guys, they are just going to call them the Pink Panthers.
0: Or, I mean, I'll be fine with that. That's fine. I mean, the team, they wear like a really loud fuchsia, which is actually the, the, the color of the soda itself. The cans of soda are like this bright fuchsia.
3: They don't call it fuchsia, they call it pink.
0: Yeah, they call it whatever.
3: Is it, it's all
0: uh, they say no, is listen. I'm, I'm, I'm pink a. Color no, I'm a, like I am a classically trained graphic designer. I know colors. That's fuchsia. It's not pink. <laughs> all right? there, there is no way that that's pink. Whichever way.
1: Which the, is weird because growing up, um that i didn't love that soda i like their other one which was naranja posto one which is their orange one i always thought it was weird that it was apple but it was hot pink <laughs> which is not at all the color of any apple the inside or the outside not green or red apples it's yeah just super hot pink
0: like, i don't know why but uh, i love that soda it's always been my favorite soda but then so like posto one
1: dragon uh,
2: antifreeze color. have you poured in a glass does it, what does it look like?
0: Pink. Do it's like, like that? pinkish, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you put it in a glass, it's a, a pinkish color hue to it. Yeah. There's nothing there's – no, I can't think of anything, any equivalent. Mike, it's, it's deliciously refreshing. refreshing. I mean, I, really? It's really I it.
2: cool.
0: where, where can I get it? I can get my hand oh, on it. Oh, you can it. – Queens. Really, oh, okay. In Manhattan, really you can get it everywhere. Organic. Yeah, you can get it everywhere in Manhattan. Not everywhere, <laughs> but it's, it's – uh, it, you, you, you can get it, definitely. Is
2: the can going to be pink?
0: Yeah, the pankey – well, I don't know what the cans look like the, right this second, but the last time I saw a can was probably maybe a year or two ago, and it has – yeah, it's like pink, and then some of the aluminum of the can shows through. So My dentist is going to
2: be like, what in the name of hell have you
0: been
2: drinking? <laughs> <laughs> You're glowing in the dark. Well,
1: this is
0: uh, – But wait, wait, wait. Hold on, Klaus. Before you go, I wanted yeah. to I wanted to finish this part. So the name of the team is definitely Manzana One, but if they're going to shorten it – it should be shortened to Posto One, not to Manzana. Posto One was obviously the company, same company that sponsored the Posto One team in the '80s and early '90s. That like had you know when Giro d'Italia and plenty of Tour de France wins and stuff like that too. I mean, stage wins, of course. So I'm just afraid that people are going to start calling it the Manzana team instead of the Posto One team. But good thing Their also Twitter
3: handle is like that, no? The Twitter handle is Team Manzana.
0: Is it? Uh, Idiots. These imbeciles. Why do they do that? Well, I wanted to bring up one more thing, though, that I thought it was. To (laughs) me, this is really good, too, that Colombian teams, it seems. Oh, there you go. uh, Yeah. It seems to me that Colombian teams are finally pulling their heads out of their asses. Number one, this team has no or very little um, participation from the government or the federation. Correct. They're they're almost completely independent. Which is great. See,
1: absolutely none from the Federation. Not from none from the Federation.
0: Okay. No. And then the other thing, too, is that they've, they've actually gotten uh, foreign writers. They're not only Colombian writers.
2: Team yes. Colombia
0: back in the day had an Italian, but that's because they had to because he was Corti's son. But yeah, they have two Belgians and a Spaniard, correct? Am I correct? I just heard uh, it. I Are mean, you guys
3: Portuguese? Portuguese, yeah, from Cano yeah. Rural.
0: Uh, ah, yeah. really? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: Ricardo
0: no, what about Antonio Piedra? Antonio Ooh. Piedra. Antonio he's Piedra. He's 31. He's from Caja Rural. Yeah, he's a Spanish writer. So I thought he was oh, yeah. two.
1: And, yeah, so Spanish, Portuguese, and Dutch.
0: Oh, Dutch. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Wow, there you go. So, even more international than we thought. I thought it was just a Belgians, two Belgians and a... Man, God, we can't even get this right. Jesus. Well, I was following no. the wrong company. I was following the wrong people on Twitter. He...
3: Do you think they are going to have chances to get invited to, let's say, Vuelta España or one no, of the, the three yet. Grand Tours? No. Not yet? Not this year?
0: No well, Grand Tours. I mean,
3: tours. I think you have to, have to have a super strong
1: first year, but I think they have connections and can get into some good races. Yeah. The thing, you know, it's tough because when you sometimes forget that, for example, Team Colombia was getting invited to like Flesh Wallone and all that stuff, and like United Healthcare has a tough time getting invited to that stuff because they're so based out of the United States. Yeah, I think and, that Manzana
0: Postobon will have a good invites to a lot of the like second half races in Spain and in Portugal. I think that yeah. that's going to be their, their their main target for the time they being. They
1: normally do one or two stays in Europe, which are like yeah, they, a month long, so it'll be whatever they can get during those spots. But as I understand it, the... Um, the budget is kind of ramping up. So nice. they probably have more money this year than they did last year. So they'll probably have a good base in Europe and we'll be able to do some bigger races.
0: So yeah, just something to look forward to next year then for anybody that likes Colombian cycling is once again, and finally, hopefully this one will work because it's not just a bunch of puppets of, this, of the government and being run by the weird Italian, Italian mafioso. Dude. well
1: Dude. i i don't think i'm speaking i don't think i'm saying something i was not knowing at one point the team did want to be registered even in spain as a result just to have to deal with the spanish federation instead but um yeah i actually that's how much they
0: hate the federation <laughs> the Colombian yeah. federation yeah but yeah.
3: i don't think it's that they they hate the federation it's just the stupid federation just putting roadblocks for them because yeah. they are not part of the mafia that's how it goes. Yeah, stu- and that's stu- another reason why I'm so fed up with the stupid UCI. You see that they didn't have the guts to approve the Tour del Cafe by yeah. passing the stupid blocking from the Colombian National Federation. They yeah. played dumb. They're like, oh, sorry, if the Federation doesn't, uh, do- doesn't give you the okay for this, it will like it's not going to be on the calendar. Even yeah. though the guys had everything ready. It's tough,
0: man. theres is there I, there is a lot of politics and very frustrating politics going on in the in the Colombian I think cycling federation the UCI with the Colombian Cycling Federation. Doesn't
1: want to start bypassing local federations and they just can't imagine what the Colombian Federation is up to. I don't think they're ready to even I can. You can. <laughs> <laughs> but well, I will say this about Manzano Postobon. Uh, I actually spoke with Juan Pablo Villegas today he finished the classic RCN. he's in that team he's the writer if listeners remember he's the writer that i did an interview with on my blog and had to quit because his life was threatened because he dared uh, speak about uh, doping in colombian cycling and he's that everyone in the team is just insanely pumped like the mood in the team is just unbelievable he's super excited super happy and they're already starting to think about the races that they might be doing next year. So this is, like, a huge, huge deal. And in a sense, it's kind of a nice continuation of a team and a name that was around in the late 80s in Europe.
0: Well, I think that, uh, yeah, and, and... More importantly, for us, I mean, here in the in the podcast and the listeners of the podcast, we know that you have connections with the team. So I'm I'm super amped about that. I don't care yeah, about, about anything else. I'm <laughs> <we're> like, yay! <laughs> Klaus knows these people. Why well, are you saying that? We have Mike. Mike. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, but no, like, Cla- Mike's connections. my connections are with the federation. He's on the I other side I, of the fence. I would
2: have I would have advised them against having this, the admin staff where, the kit on the website. No. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no.
1: That is Colombian tradition. Oh, it when is? I've oh. done interviews yeah. with these people. They show up representing the team. They show up in those, they're not quite jerseys, not quite the polos, but they have the big logos. Yeah. Like, they are, yeah, it's weird.
0: Yeah, you. I mean, you have a you have a history Klaus, with the, with with some of the people that are that are uh, running the team from you know years past. So, do you think that these people are actually going to do a, a good job? Are we are we should we be getting excited about this? From I mean, obviously from a, you don't know how how they're going to do in the races. That's difficult to know, of course. But I mean, do you think that these people are well organized? Are they people that are? Is this going to be an awesome team to like follow at yeah. least or? Okay.
1: Yep. Yeah, I mean, I feel pretty confident, uh, and I think if you look at the record of the riders they've been able to find, you know, which is now well-known, uh, Naito Quintana, Darwin Puma, Esteban Chavez, they have an amazing talent for spotting young talent. They're very well organized. They've been going to Europe now, going back to, like, 2011, sometimes for months at a time. So they know how to organize, how to run it. They have really capable business advisors from the business community, from the private sector in uh, in Colombia. So I think wherever they have found deficiencies, they've done a really good job of finding people that can help them there. So, I mean, plus I, I would this time that that's
3: they, be have growing pains, but yeah. they have on They have Boston behind, so that's a yeah. big Post-O-Bon sponsor.
2: Post-O-Bon with- yeah, yeah.
3: Have- talking has.
2: Why the am Columbia I type a type of a Postobon logo that looks like the Coca Cola logo? Oh. What is that?
0: I don't know. It's probably just a joke somebody made. But
2: no, po- it looks like their logo. No, no, I'm not saying it, oh. I'm not saying it's a copy. It's more like a cursive um, script. Oh really? I've never seen a Posto
0: One logo. I've never seen a Posto One logo. A that logo. That's a new logo. That's
3: a new logo.
1: Really? I like it. That well, should be on the... uh, there is kind
0: of a cursive one.
1: So Posto One, uh, we're going too deep in the weeds of Colombian. But I'll say this colombia and it was actually matt Rendell that first pointed this out to me colombia is split up into two fam- into two things and one of and it's basically two companies and families and people that own everything and postobon belongs to one of them which is the ardila lule which is a company postobon i think is now partially owned by heineken but Postobon and is the same company as some of the biggest radio and TV networks, which is RCN, which is also the owner of the Clasico RCN, the second biggest racing in, in mm. Colombia. So it's kind of like Colombia is Colombia A and
0: Colombia B. It's kind of like Google and Apple.
1: Yeah, the other one is uh, the Santos family, which owns El Tiempo. I mean, it's, it's weird that Colombia is such a binary thing. So the funds probably would never come from outside of Postobon, but within the parent, the holding company of Fardila Lule, whatever that company is called, that's the name, that's the guy who started the company. The funds are endless. If they wanted to go all in, keep in mind that a year ago when they announced the the name change was a year ago or whatever, the background image was of the Champs-Elysees.
0: Oh, that's and what they're like, going they for. They
3: are obsessed with the Tour de France. They I'm are sure. obsessed. That's what yeah. they want to yeah. see. That's, that's what yeah. they are aiming.
0: Okay, I yeah. just did a also little they, bit of research.
3: Hopefully, they will discover something else because they have this kid that is awesome in sprinting. I saw him yeah, in, the, in the national product. racing. He has some talent for it. I hope that they they actually like pay attention to races that are not yeah for climbers. Well, so I do have to say that and that's one thing that I think this team has that
1: other Colombian projects have had have misunderstood in the past is that they have an understanding of the sprint classics, they have an understanding of sprinting and they are kind of obsessed with time trialing. What they can do with what they have with Colombian riders, we'll see, but at least they understand the importance of that and understand that not everything is just climbing.
0: What is gaseosas? <laughs> Soda.
2: Soda. Soda. Uh, okay. Soft drinks.
0: Yeah. So I, I, just, I just did a little bit of research about the logo. The logo that I remember from when I was a little kid is actually the logo that is now the new logo. So they actually, during the... It's like a throwback. During the 80s. Yeah, during the 80s and yeah. 90s and, and early 2000s. They had the one that looks like a, I don't know, looks like made out of bubblegum or something with a little drop going everywhere. So they went back to their original, like, nice, calm cute oh man we're gonna go over it today no 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 we're good we're good we are good so uh yeah manzana posto one i'm excited about that and i hope that everybody else is mike seems to be pretty excited he's doing a lot of uh googling
2: can i call them the manzanas (laughs) yeah you can
0: (laughs) honestly mike with your connections in the colombian federation you can call them whatever you want
2: okay thank you thank you i appreciate the respect but if anybody wants to look
0: it up you you can actually see photos of the of the clear bottle, so you can see what the soda actually looks like, the color of the soda. You
3: know, it it, I'm is- excited about the team, about the color of the team too, but I think the probably what makes me more excited and happy is to know that Juan Pablo Villegas is gonna is, be is right the- back. You know, like that. Yeah. This whole story of him yeah. hanging his bike and being abused by everybody in colombia for speaking like it's one of those stories when the good guy won at the end yeah Yeah. i'm I'm really happy just because of that (laughs) you
1: this is crazy but he didn't have to just hang up his bike he didn't get to hang it up he had to sell it
0: (laughs) yeah that's the saddest part about it
1: yeah he had to sell the two bikes that he had to pay rent while wow, he was off because so, I mean, when i talked had, to him he like, had an oh, awful yeah.
3: time he had an awful time yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. and he no, was
0: like
1: i said i spoke to him today and he is just like super super excited just came back from vacation and to know that he's gonna go he's gonna be able to race in europe is just like you
3: he is he is my favorite cyclist period that's that's it Great that dude, that
0: dude has yep. a lot of balls A lot of balls to be able to go against a very scary unknown um, in some organizations that he knows could potentially threaten his life, his family's life, and he just spoke the truth and he didn't care. And then the
3: other cyclists too.
0: Oh, yeah! And then on top of that, all the other cyclists went against them. they started respect pushing him around in braces. all they have for Villegas.
3: It's yeah. respect, admiration, yeah. and I'm a fan. I'm
0: yeah. like, yeah. but if you want to look at the, if you want to look at this, what the soda actually looks like, uh, just do a search for Manzana Postobón. A M, uh, what? Not A M. M A Z A N A P O S T O B O N. Or just Google
1: Blinding Pink.
0: <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> and it's not pink. What is is Colombiana? Is that Coke? Colombiana is actually... Don't even get me started on the... I'm going to give you a history of the Colombian soda world. No, (laughs) um, Colombiana is... uh, It's really funny. Peruvians have a thing called Inca Cola. And Colombians have the soda called Colombiana. And we always like ravel over which one's better. And which one's been around the longest. Colombiana has actually been around the longest. And... I don't personally like it because it kind of tastes like cream soda a little bit.
1: Uh, but I think the best I've been able to define it is it's 70%
0: burners
1: and 30% cream soda.
0: Uh, uh, well, yeah, says, maybe something like that.
2: It de color cola champagna. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, there you go. You, you the described it Oh,
3: Mike, you sound like a true Colombian. <laughs> By the way, We made Mike, it, guys. We made it. Wanna... Turn turned Mike into a Colombian. Yeah, now we have to find Maria Paola.
1: That's all. <laughs> for, for those that haven't been listening for a long time, Maria Paola is the fictitious, not fictitious, she's a real Colombian girl that Mike will be meeting and marrying. He doesn't know it yet. We don't she, know who she is. Yeah, we don't even know who she
0: is. Yeah, we just know her name is Maria Paola because she's Colombian, and she's going to be marrying yeah. uh, Mike soon. Uh, yeah. No, Mike, yeah, would you well, just... Mike,
1: By the way, anyone out there, you can order Colombiana through the internet from some places. A lot of uh, kind of Mexican or Latino supermarkets have them in bigger cities, so certainly go out there and look. And if you're a beer drinker...
3: Make refajo.
1: Refajo, which is a 50-50 mix, Mike. Just buy crappy beer. It has to
0: be crappy beer. It has to be just a shitty lager.
1: Like what? Like Like Budweiser? Like Budweiser, yeah. Pilsen. (laughs) Pilsen. 50-50 50 yeah. 50 mix, Mike, and have yourself a cola y pola.
0: Yes, wow. it's delicious. It's, it's like cream soda and beer mix. Skip it's, right to the hangover. It's you the
3: thing. is it the thing to drink to hydrate yourself if you come after if, when you come back after a very nice good. ride in the summer.
0: It's, it's very good.
3: Perfect
1: in the shower.
0: Yeah, drinking yeah. in the sure. shower, or you can sure. shower with it. Actually, just pour it on your head. That's actually <laughs> it's very good. As well. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so We just come up with all kinds of myths about Colombian so that maybe cycling fans will do it and be like, I'm such a Colombian, look at me bathing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm
3: baptizing myself. I can tell water. you two <laughs> things.
0: <laughs> I can tell you two things about Colombian soda uh, from an American perspective, from an American's perspective. So oh, I'm a huge Manzana Postolón fan. I've always loved that soda. Uh, while still living in New York, my now wife and I were at a Colombian restaurant in, in, in Manhattan. And I ordered a Manzana Posta 1. And she was like, okay, let me try this. You talk about it so much. She thought it was the most disgusting thing ever. (laughs) So when we were in Colombia years later, uh, we were in Colombia, and she goes, I think I'm going to try Colombiana. That just sounds like an interesting soda. I don't know. I was like, if you didn't like Manzana Posta 1, you're not going to like Colombiana. I don't think you're going to like it. She absolutely loves Colombiana. So you never know. Yeah, she loves it. My
3: amigo loves it too.
0: Your gringo, gringo, which one does he which one does he like does he like Colombiana? Colombiana.
3: Yeah. yeah Surprisingly, I, I didn't see that one coming, but
0: yeah, else? it's weird. So, I, I always mm-hmm. thought it was just it's such a weird t- it's not super weird as in like disgusting. It's just very peculiar. I, I don't taste know for soda. if he
3: says that just because the soda has the name of the country and he knows how sensitive I am with it. So if he says, <laughs> Oh, I freaking hate it, then it's like, I think we're done here.
0: What so, a puss. So.
3: By the way, on a side
1: note, Natalia, I just provided proof of something I've tried to explain to people in the past, which is that gringo is not necessarily a uh, derogatory term. Not at
0: all. But it's also, you oh, no, know, no, you know no, what? No, no. I've also I also know this. I've, I have a friend of mine from Spain who told me that in Spain is definitely a derogatory term. The moment you say gringo, you mean stupid, dopey, oafy, kind of like they don't know what they're doing. You know, the quintessential American tourist, or what you would think of an American tourist in Europe. So that's what my friend in Spain told me. Gringo is definitely a derogatory. It's an insult. It's considered an insult in Spain. In Colombia, absolutely, May, 100% why, why? no. It is why not do people
3: insult. ruin nice words? Why am I supposed to say? The citizen know. of the United States of America?
0: Yes, Come that's on. what you're supposed to say. No, I mean, I, on, I'm going
2: to call it the G word.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh,
3: <no. laughs> Mike wins man. Mike,
0: Mike uh, wins Mike. again Mike wins every time every time um, okay well listen guys I know I know that I just said that the season was far from over you know we still have the tour of Taiho, Taihou Lake and uh, the tour of Fouzhou in China but I think our part of the Season is over, so we're gonna start going every other week. So we're not gonna be uh, having a podcast next week, but the week after that, which will be actually after Halloween already. My goodness, so Halloween is here to stay.
1: What kind of? I'm trying to remember. What have we done in past years? So there's talking from now until the new year. There's
0: talking. Oh, there's
1: just there's no. Like new kids, new people. There's what pictures new kids, with dolphins,
0: new people. Yeah. Pictures races, with dolphins,
3: races. No, are not being like unveiled, Like are you going oh, to yeah, talk about
0: yeah, yeah. yeah? And then also, but then important of, of utmost of the utmost importance is we're bringing cycling jeopardy back. Hello, probably the, that's okay, the one thing yeah. that everybody looks forward in the off season. Oh my god, is really? cycling jeopardy coming back? It is coming back, Cycling Jeopardy. So you got to get ready nice. for that. Um,
1: so maybe we can have some man,
0: special guests. Do, do it, I have
3: to study? No. Do I have to study for
0: that? Actually, okay. Good. If you, if you want to win. But listen, here's the thing. Even more important than Cycling Jeopardy, we can always just keep talking about dentists. Mm,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. I
0: like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So I want to thank everybody for uh, being on again. I love having a full house. I love having all three of you guys on wonderful awesome thank you everybody for listening of course a quick little thing i want to remind people of is my other podcast zoom in enhance do a search on itunes or whatever zoom in enhance we're also on facebook at like zoom enhance and also the acast app is available so acast is the is the people that host our this podcast, and you can download uh, um, an app, and then just listen to this podcast and a thousand billion other podcasts on the app. So it's actually super easy. And the reason that I've never said that people should download it because I've never done it myself. But now that I did it, it's actually cake to do it. You just turn on the app, and then all your podcasts are right there. So Acast app, just look at it, look for it in the you know the whatever Google apps and the Apple Store, iTunes thingy. And the other thing is the Zoom In Enhance. We just uploaded our second episode. And you know what that music means. That music means we are out of here. (laughs) Right? Peace. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Mo,